That is shite. We really do need to set ourselves a challenge to get a decent intro. Anybody listening to this, by the way, who would love to get in touch and give us a half decent intro, please do. Um, welcome to the Loose Heads podcast. Uh, I am your new host, James Roycroft Davis. Bit of a mouthful, but we'll get there. Um, and I was asked by the Loose Heads team to host this shambles of a shit show. Um, and um, I'm duly obliged. So um, I'm also going to be here with Rob week in, week out. And we're going to be speaking to rugby players, male and female, up and down the country. Um, Rob, welcome. I'm I'm still giggling away here at how poor that uh, that intro was. There's got to be a rugby player out there that sort of plays some sort of instrument, and we can get them to record as a an intro. But yeah, we'll see. That that can be our challenge. I think we'll so. Set that challenge for ourselves. I think so. Um, Rob. Yeah. But welcome to you as well. Thank you. I'm absolutely <laughs> honoured to be here, um, and um, it will be a laugh. Uh, I can promise that. Rob, what is to come? Yeah, so obviously we started up a podcast in lockdown and this is the relaunch of our podcast. It's taken quite a while to get back up and running. Um, We're going to have some good chat or maybe some shit chat. Um, So much shit chat. Various different elements and and components to the show. So pensive pre-pod poo, which will all be revealed later on. We're going to set challenges for ourselves and our guests. And of course, we're going to stick true to what Lou said is all about and, and talk about mental health as well. We also have some admin to get out the way here. Not get out the way because they've kindly sponsored this podcast. And yes, you heard that right. We have two people. Not two people. What am I talking about? We have two amazing brands who have taken a commercial punt on this on this on this show and have stuck their neck above the parapet and said hey we would love to sponsor this so i am absolutely delighted to welcome days non-alcoholic beer and four five cbd um as um as sponsors of this show um rob let's start with days are you actually that much of a big non-alcoholic drinker or what uh i will be i will be now I am. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've been speaking to the guys at, at Days for a little while now. Um, so like you said there, 100% beer, 0% alcohol, brewed in Scotland. Guys guys who set it up are, are both Scottish. Uh, 2% of the sales go towards mental health initiatives. So really good to have them on board and, and part of the pod. Brewed in Scotland. Uh, beer for doing. Uh, it's great for active people, apparently, and for opening up conversations which I can attest to. Um, I now have had my fourth case of days delivered literally yesterday. Three of them are unopened because I can't find how to pause my subscription um, on my Amex. uh, And I'm currently (laughs) overloaded with days at the moment. So days, I know you're going to be listening to this. Please, if you could pause my subscription just for a week. I cannot physically get through this much non-alcoholic beer. I'm not complaining. Tastes great. It's got 800 plus five star reviews. And if you want to get your case of days, non-alcoholic, 0% alcohol, 100% beer, 
What's the code, Rob? It's Looseheads20 for 20% off. So go onto their website, purchase a really, really nice case of Day's non-alcoholic beer, Looseheads with a Z. Please make sure you put the Z in, otherwise you'll be rejected. Computer says no. Um, Looseheads with a Z, 20 for 20% off. And then we have 4-5-CBD, who are founded by a very good friend of the pod, um, who will be coming on, actually, um, to bear all, um, not not physically, but um, emotionally, um, George Cruz uh, and and Dom Day. Um, who are 4-5-CBD, Rob? Yeah, the CBD and vitamin vitamin brand, vitamin. official wellness providers as well, of course. To to let <laughs> fucking hell, CBD and vitamin brand. I, I'll start that again. <laughs> I quite uh, like yeah, it. Yeah, they're yeah they're CBD and vitamin brand. Uh, of course, they're official wellness providers to Leicester Tigers and Saracens too, and they're smashing it recently. They are also available in Boots, Next, and Tesco. Yeah, so if you go into Boots next and tesco and ask for something to rub on your on your bits or uh, not those bits but your joints and um they should be able to duly oblige by um pointing in the direction of 45 cbd they've got thousands of athletes and customers i they've not sent me any of their product yet um but i'll i'll um bring that up with george when he comes on in the next uh, yeah, few weeks let's get that i'm all let's about that i'm all about the freebies um so um so yeah, um, this week on the podcast, we are joined by Joe Joyce of Bristol, soon to be Connacht next season, but still a madcap Bristolian, and um, his very, very good mate, uh, Jamal Ford Robinson from Gloucester. Um, so we've got a really West Country feel for it. So um, I'm really fucking excited, are you? I am thrilled to have them on board and um, looking forward to kicking things off with them. Cool, let's get into it. Um, gents, how are we? I am, I am very good, actually, because I am, I've had a pretty long-term injury at a shoulder operation and I was at 12 weeks stressing out about making it back in time for last week, even though I played rubbish, but it was still good to be back out there. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a stressful 12 weeks. And I haven't seen Jamal in a while as well. I've seen him twice in one day. Uh, it's been all right, actually. <laughs> yeah. H- how do you deal with injuries, Joe? Are you are you are you pretty grumpy to live with or not? Uh, to, to be fair, I think me and you both have been like ridiculously, ridiculously lucky with injuries. We seem to get out there most weeks, but yeah, it's probably my worst one I've had is shoulder this summer. But saying that, I miss no games. Got it fixed in the off season, so. The stress of missing games I never had, but then it was the panic of when Bath got announced first game. Obviously, it's, it's going to be my last derby at home. Then I did put pressure on myself, and uh, it did it did get to me a bit, but I did manage to get back in time, which was uh, which was great. But yeah, um, three four weeks before it, I was uh, probably put myself under too much pressure because obviously the, the occasion and what that game means. And you had first game versus Bath, right? Which is obviously West Country derby. Um, you started right. How's the body? I I uh, done three full team sessions in fifteen weeks, and I ended up starting. So <laughs> I don't usually get get nervous, but obviously the coach 
Yeah, the coaches know how much that game meant to me. So two fouls, pretty lucky. Probably didn't, didn't deserve to play. Obviously, missing the whole preseason. But yeah, to be honest, I had a stinker of a game as well. So, uh, but obviously, the result is all that matters. So um, yeah, I was glad to be out there. Good. I was just going to say there's a lot of handbags in that game. Who who started the handbags? Oh, to be fair. I've met Tom Dunn off the pitch a few times and he's a proper ledge, but on the pitch, oh my God. I I said to him as well, I was like, he's obsessed with this like horror man image and he is tough lad to play against, Virgin Miles playing against him. On the pitch, he is Nels. And uh, obviously, with no TMO, people like him took full advantage and he managed to slow the game down and idiots like myself kept biting to all nibbles around the field. And uh, to be fair, if we lost the game, we'd probably be then what was we doing but there was, it's a derby there was a bit of niggle and, and we won so yeah it was good cracking yeah. but yeah if, if we if we lost it would have been a problem yeah I hadn't even real. I obviously knew that there was no TMO but obviously the it probably felt like a bit of an old school match in a way um, with a few punches at the bottom of the rocks and, and all of that that's what Joyce wanted though what some that are no TMO no one knows what's going on it's our job for, for the, the referee and officials but there was a yeah, say melee, no punches were thrown, but it's fifteen there's thirty people involved and I watched it back and it was Callum Sheedy got simbin for us and one of the substitutes were red for them and Callum Sheedy didn't do anything. All we'd done was get thrown around after trying to calm it down. <laughs> then got a yellow card. And then now on it, oh, I felt terrible for it. That was his debut. And he got red card before he got on the pitch. He didn't he ran over to me actually. It was But me. it wasn't his debut, was it? Because he didn't get onto the pitch. Yeah, I think he was trying to calm me down. It looked on camera, it looked a bit aggressive, but he was actually being sanctioned. He actually got a red card for doing yeah. nothing, really. Have you ever? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that in a match before? Because I, I haven't. You obviously see like coaches and like managers get red carded sometimes. I've never ever seen a sub get red carded before they even come on the pitch. I think it happened. Uh, it ha- I, I, the lads are talking about it. I think it happened once before. A few seasons ago, Harry Williams got one for Exeter. Exeter. But I can't remember. I, I can't remember it. But I don't Yeah, it's very. It's a very rare thing to happen. Yeah. What I find strange as well is because obviously they got a red card and we got yellow, but that red card didn't affect them. They still had 15 men in the field because he was a substitute. So we were ones that suffered for, for 10 minutes to 40 men when Callum didn't do anything. So... Um. And obviously Genji, I mean, he's a, he's just a ridic- he's just ridiculous, isn't he? He's an animal. Yeah, he um he actually spoke quite a lot during the weekend before the game, and he got pretty emotional. Did I he? thought about four, before the game for court, do I go do I go talk to him? Say like, because I know he's been waiting for this game for years, hasn't he? Like, do I go and try and calm him down? I'm not sure, but I didn't bother. Thank God I didn't, because obviously the first <laughs> first two minutes, yeah, that try you scored was was able to throw on it for for Lucia. He's a he's he's a joke. He's a joke. If he was playing for them, they probably would have won. That's the. Do you think uh, it was a close game, and he was a difference really wanting. So he was fortunate yeah. to have him. Yeah, you, you handed over the uh, the Blackbird celebrations to to Genji as well. Yeah, I just felt like it was his moment. Obviously, we're on the pitch, and the fans are there. He's just scored two tries. Yeah, and I've sang it a thousand times. And let's be honest, like he ain't won that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I did, didn't see very often last year, but <laughs> years before. Um, and also, yeah, 
it's my it's my fiance's Leeds United bottle opener. She's a big That's big so Leeds funny. United Norse. Yeah. So every time I open a bottle of bottle of anything, it's marching on together. Shambles. Sorry. It was this moment. If it was in the change rooms, I probably would have done it. But I thought he deserves that moment. And also, I'm leaving, so he's here for the next three years. So it's best if he does. You say your pattern torch. Yeah, basically your legacy. You saw us like you saw us like years ago, so you can have it. Uh, Joyce, you you mentioned it there. You're moving away from Bristol. Um, how difficult was that decision? At the time, I thought it was, but I reflect on it, it, it probably wasn't because I happened pretty quick and I did break it, break everything down. And obviously, like three things will be right: professionally, personally, and financially. And um, in that order, or uh, <laughs> I'll be ranked. <laughs> 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 but um. I thought, I thought I'm lucky. Like not only to spend eleven years at a local at their royal club and and then go. So just got to enjoy every last every last game now. But yeah, it wasn't at the time I thought it was, but then it couldn't have been because I made mind up so quick. Can you also take take? I'm particularly interested in this, right? Obviously, a lot of players leave. Jamal's you you've moved clubs a few times now. Um, but what is the kind of process like when you do actually leave the club i mean you sign a contract right with connor say and then you how do you tell the boys like what 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 is actually what actually happens mine's probably the earliest i've ever known any deal get done because usually you start the season around christmas early if you're talking about clubs usually november is like early mm-hmm. isn't it? well i actually didn't i got a year left hence i'm still here but i actually got offered like a an extension and I thought before I do this, I would just message those two clubs where I've got heritage as well. And uh, and in Eng- English clubs, any club I probably would go to is Gloucester. I actually put a Jamal about it. <laughs> I was saying because it's not bad. I don't have to leave Bristol, do I? <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, I thought before I would make this, decision, I would spoke, speak to the two other clubs. And uh, Munster was a polite no, and then there was interest, obviously, and Connor, and then the, those three things I mentioned financially, personally, and professionally were all, were all right, and only two of them were right at Bristol. I need to put that up. And how did you tell the boys? Um, it was actually the end of the season, so I um, right. messaged quite a few of them. So I couldn't come in and tell the boys because they were done for the off season, so I uh, rang a few lads, texted a few lads, because obviously, and I pushed for it to be. Um, and act straight away because if it did, then by the time the season started or pre-season, everyone forgot about it, which they did. Like within a week, it's just old news, and it wasn't leaked by someone or because in rugby, nothing too secret, does it? Someone tells somebody, and before you know it, it's out. And it was like more on my terms, and then I think it went down well. Like that. Nice, Jamal. You came off the bench this week, didn't you? I, uh, full disclosure here: I'm a I'm a Wasp fan, and I actually watched the game, and what the fuck what happened in that second half I have no idea because you were shit in the first half yeah he wasn't playing first half that, yeah that was a different yeah, yeah. 16 minutes yeah <laughs> you were absolutely gagging for the Alan Shearer to come out second half weren't you <laughs> um yeah bit of a the old game of two halves wasn't it it was um we didn't everyone keeps asking what, what Skiv said at half time but he was actually pretty chilled um I thought we were going to get a right bollock in but he um he basically just said, look, we, we we can come back into this game, but we need to 
you know, stick to what we've been doing in the in preseason, sticking to our process, and and uh, eventually it'll come good. And it did with what like ten minutes to go, and then you know there's still even that patch with two minutes to go, and we were defending our line for I think it was near twenty phases. Um, but yeah, we turned out turned out all right. Um, yeah, I mean that was the biggest comeback in your history, which is nuts. I mean. But we gave away 15, I say we, wasps. Uh, we gave, gave away 15 penalties in the second half. That is that is yeah. a joke. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to win games doing that. Yeah. You ain't going to win games like that, no. However however good, however good you play in the first half. Um, Rob desperately wants me to talk about you becoming a TikTok star during lockdown um, and where on earth that came from. Uh, a place of insanity. Um, you know, where did it come? I suppose it was just like, you know, everyone was at home. Um, you know, we we're all in the same boat for a couple of months in terms of like not being able to train everything. And then TikTok was kind of seemed to be occupying a lot of people's time. Uh, so I thought I would jump on the trend and, um, it, 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 it did start, it started off as just something to keep myself entertained. Um, you know, being like stuck in a flat, not really being able to go anywhere. It was just like, okay, how can I keep myself occupied? And then um, people started to love it and were looking forward to one, you know, at the start of each day. And so it kind of uh, became my duty then to to keep the, the people of the rugby community entertained whilst there was no games on. Plan for life after rugby? TikTok? <laughs> I don't think it pays that well. Um, <laughs> That's not true. We'll it does. give it a go. It might make. It does. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, TikTok stars are raking in. Yeah, they're killing it. Maybe it is them. Maybe I'll just wrap up rugby now. <laughs> they're they're TikTok influencers, right? Who are like being paid millions of pounds to be to buy brands to promote their shit, mate. So, absolutely, get on it. Well, if they need someone climbing up wooden poles in a flat, mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm budgie smugglers all day long. They, I don't know if they have a TikTok account actually. Um, what's the weirdest message you've received on TikTok? Have you had any? Have you had tell any? Um, yeah, tell the truth here, please. There's hundreds and some weird ones. I actually don't know. I honestly, I don't think like people don't really use TikTok DMs. So they don't really receive anything like that. I suppose the only thing, this actually isn't like a weird comment, but like uh, one of the videos, I did one video, which was, um, it was one where I had like the, the two like spray bottles cleaning the kitchen and it was done to like, it's it done to like a soundtrack of gunshots and you like spray and whatever. And then, um, and then for whatever reason, that video went like viral in, I think it was Spain or they were a Spanish speaking country anyway. And so you go on the comments of this video and it was literally just like all these like middle-aged Spanish women just going like, oh, no, I, I want a bit of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Come to Valencia. Um, <laughs> You're in, mate. Obviously, I got on a one-way trip straight out there. Um, <laughs> didn't, I didn't really have any weird comments specifically, but that, I did find that that was quite interesting. Nice. Um the Alan Shearer celebration, which you also called out Val uh, Ruskin after you tried to copy at the weekend. Uh, 
yeah. number one yeah. disgrace. Um, the unoriginality <laughs> of that is just is is mind boggling. Um, where where did that actually come from, by the way? I have no idea. It was. I, I don't even know if you could plan to do something like that. But, but it was literally because basically what, ha- what happens, right, is when you when you do it normally going forward in a scrum as a prop, you tend to like you tend to put your arm up and kind of like and and like show oh, that you're going forward. No, you do, you do. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. One of the things you do to try and like win over the referee, so you get a penalty. Like you 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 put your arm up and and like push it like point forward as if you know look, look we're going straight we're going through them um and then for whatever reason in that moment that then switched to a finger in the air and then i suppose they're just so in in the moment that it just stayed there you know when like someone hits a, a like a good three-pointer in nba and they just leave the just leave the wrist up there hanging i think it just it was just like that it, it but it wasn't it wasn't uh premeditated it was it was purely spontaneous but it went okay. down absolutely terribly in our change room now. Really? Because I was against Bristol. Yeah, and then that was... <laughs> Jim Moore was one of my best mates at the club, and, yeah, he got some stick for that, and that convinced him for... Eight. I've still convinced him now. Like I told Woody to and go and meet Jamal for a coffee. Because, yeah. <laughs> obviously, that video went viral, which meant a video of Woody on roller skates went viral as well. So, uh, he didn't take it too, too well. <laughs> so, I convinced him for that Jamal was saying that he said <laughs> we, we've actually got a section on this new podcast um which is we're gonna set a challenge to each guest to complete at any point during the season right and given that you have and you're quite a keen wrestler jamal um we thought your challenge could actually be um if you score or at a scrum you could perform a new celebration in honor of the loose heads podcast okay what what would said celebration look like we were thinking the john cena um you can't see me anymore but could be quite a could be quite a nice one <laughs> look at joyce's face he's going you can't do that you can't no, do that if you score before you can't imagine you've been the, the prop when you've just been tucked up by you and given that in the face. <laughs> 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 there's no t- no TMO, but uh, no, I can. Yeah, John Cena, we can do that. So that is your challenge, the John Cena. We're gonna, we'll hold you to that. We'll put this out as a clip on social, just so people are aware that this is now the new challenge for Jamal. If you do that, then all the other props and watching, I'll get absolutely done over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I won't be using it. Right. So I want to screw him, and he'd be giving that in his face. <laughs> When it when it happens, then you can you can you can put this clip and then and then immediately roll into into the one of me doing it. But if you if you if you tee them up, then it I'm not sure it's going to go. Uh, okay, gonna go that's away. fine. Okay, that's what we'll do. We'll do. We'll stay quiet for now. Um, unfortunately, Rob, that means we're going to have to religiously watch Gloucester's games for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, somehow we're gonna have to get a hold of like times two highlights. Um, uh, I want to talk about mental health. We want to talk about mental health. Um, obviously, we're having a laugh on this podcast, guys, but equally, we want to remain true to what Loose Heads is all about, which is promoting and mate and and 
and building awareness for for mental health um rob i'm gonna let you i'm gonna hand over to you for this section actually yeah i think firstly i know you've both um sort of supported lucids um already um you know we, we've been on a five-year journey and um we, we you know we thank everyone that, that gets involved and you know have a big or small it's it's really good that people from um all you know all levels of the game are talking about this sort of thing um but one of the big sort of questions and it's quite a an out there question um but one of the things that i really sort of want to talk to you about is is sort of you know we have a laugh with this podcast but we like James was saying there we must remember that it's it's loose heads and and we have that purpose and that mission to talk about mental health and tackle the stigma so I wanted to ask you both sort of a question you know if 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 you had a mate that was sort of struggling in silence right now um, I just want to know what what sort of message you would give to them Um, I want to ask this question to every guest that we have on on this podcast and, and promote it out there because I think it's quite important. Yeah, I've I thought about this because in the past I would say um I'm I'm always here, I'm always on the phone that talks speak. But I do I don't think it matters. If you're struggling, who you talk to. Some people might prefer talking to a friend. Some people might prefer going to like an independent professional or something. You don't know what this person wants to, to, to disclose to you or someone else. So I personally think, like we will say, just talk, but I don't think it really matters who you talk to as long as you talk and get... And I think it's important to get... I personally would want a friend's opinion and an independent professional's opinion if I was ever struggling, but I think the main thing is you get you get it off your chest and you seek help no matter where it comes from. Good good advice. Very good advice. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think the same in the... I, don't know, I was trying to think of something maybe... Maybe something slightly different because it is it is the advice you always hear is like you know, get you know get it off your chest. But I do think it is the most important thing, and I think like maybe let's say even that doesn't come comfortable for you, and and being able to to speak to someone isn't necessarily what you want to do. I think it's it's a very good way of of that then leading on to whatever is that solution that you're looking for. Um, but I think the I wouldn't, yeah, definitely wouldn't underestimate the importance of, and not like Joe said, it could be completely anyone, you know. Like, like if if it was me, like Joe is someone that I've known for a while. Not just saying it's because he's here, but like some, he's probably someone that I would message um, if I was ever feeling like bad enough that I needed to talk to someone. But it, honestly, it could be it could be anyone. It could. I, I, I've even <clears throat> so there's this person that uh, I know very loosely through playing like internet games and stuff together, right? But we don't really know each other a whole lot personally, but I know that we think the same. And so sometimes I'll message him because I know that we have a similar thought process. And and I, and I quite like that kind of relationship we've got there because he, cause he doesn't know me on a very deep personal level. I feel like there's there's still that kind of bit where I can I can hold back on what I want to in terms of, like I don't have to fully divulge my my entire being, but he also knows how I am and how I would react to things because he's very similar. But yeah, in, in, a, in a in a in a in a long way of putting it, I will truncate it now. Is that yeah? I think just being able to, just just starting off that conversation with something. Is, is like the most important thing. 
Yeah, no, spot on. I think it doesn't need to to be, doesn't always have to be someone that you know really well. It can be absolutely anyone. Absolutely. You spoke a little bit there about the, um, you know, you two have known each other for a long time. Can you just talk to us a little bit about that that bromance and where it sort of um, where it started? Well, I think the best thing about having me and Jamal's relationship in rugby, I reckon now is my eleventh season. So. If you, if you kept in contact with everyone left the club, it's I'd have about 600 people to stay in contact with, so it's hard. But like, say if I didn't chat to Jamal for three or four months, he's not, he, he's, he wouldn't care, do you know what I mean? When we see each other, it's like we saw each other yesterday. Like, for example, like last year, probably in chat for what, three, four months? Yeah. We played Gloucester, stayed around his house, we went out, done. Today, I've not seen majors, and I've seen them twice. It's just, it's, it's in a rugby environment, you, you come across... 20, I reckon one year we had 25 turnaround and staff and players and it happens a lot in the environment so and you do so much together for a year you come so close, so close all of a sudden they could be in time for Newcastle and it's just it's so hard just to keep in touch with everyone but probably have because both Bristol he said he's from Cornwall but he ain't <laughs> um, he got right into his football as well yeah and, and we've always played against each other as well we? did you left yeah well, except for one year, we was slogging out in the champ when he sold us out. <laughs> yeah, I think um, um, for me, it's, it's similar that like most people, like everyone that I've met will, will know the crack. Like, I'm not a very, uh, despite what might you might see on the outside, I'm not very like person, people, person, 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 people, person. Um, in that, like, I, I like to keep myself to myself a lot of the time. Um, and like, like Joe was saying, like, we see so many people throughout the years playing rugby that like yeah again it's just like not that I don't get along with everyone and not like good mates at the time but I just I move on very easy and thought of having to stay in contact with with everyone is just like yeah it's not going to happen but like the the few people that I've still stayed in contact with even like after moving on or something like that is like like Joe's that like you, you yeah, it's like crack. just haven't yeah it's just like no no crack and 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 being, you know, like when you're having a conversation with someone and you can and you can be comfortable with silence, it's like that, but on a on a longer term thing. So not only just like you know, you, you know, if you give like you're in the car with someone and someone feels the need to fill the void of silence with talking, it's like, come on, mate, you don't need, you know, we just we just go in somewhere. You don't need to all the time. And it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah it breaks me. And and it's the same on like a longer term. It's like. Like if I had a message every week saying, "Hi oh, mate, what are you up to?" I was like, "Well, I fucking play rugby every week." Like nothing. <laughs> hey, was you? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so the fact like I, I can like just crack on do my own thing, and then you know if I'm if we're like playing Bristol, we, we, you know we're coming down to Bristol, and I haven't spoken to Joe for six months, so well, I'm staying at yours and we're going out, and it's just like yeah, sound. Well, actually, talking about stories on nights out, the next section on this podcast is called there's a rumor going around i just had to get in for a mate um <laughs> basically this is called the rugby housery 15 right and we're giving you the opportunity each both joe and jamal to give us one player in a position who has the worst rugby housery you've ever seen and please give the the reasoning or the story behind it. Um, Rob has an excellent definition. 
<laughs> so I'm not sure if you've you've listened to the Peter Crouch podcast, but they talk quite a lot about shithousery and you know that sort of thing. So I've actually I've actually looked it up on Urban Dictionary. So I'll just give you exactly what it says on there. So it says chiefly British term for underhanded conduct or gamesmanship in a sport with the intention of gaining an, an advantage. Some 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 something that you thought you thought you fucking wanker. Um, basically, it can be it can be on a night out or on, a, on the pitch. Which which? I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one for on field and one for off go field, on, and then you, you can do with that information as you will. Um, so uh, on field, the one who think I, he's just I would not want to play against him because he's a bell end, but he's alright <laughs> when he's with. Is uh, our scrum half Ben Meehan. So he was an Irish before, and obviously he's now with us. Sure, but he's oh, funny though. Yeah. I yeah. he, he's good crap. But yeah. yeah. So he's he's Australian, so that that sets the tone immediately. And and he's a scrum man. It's just he's just like always just yeah. I don't even know. It's just it's just I get annoyed at it, and he's on my team. So I, I'd hate to think what it's like on the other side. He's just constantly like chatting in your ear, um, like giving you a dig at the scrum. I think there's one game last season where like. At the bottom of a ruck, he took someone's shoe off and threw it into the crowd. Just like, just little stuff like that. They're just like, you're just, you're just an absolute belter. Um, but it is, it is funny at the same time. Um, and then, and then off field, I'll give you uh, Super Gav, Gavin Henson. Oh, here we go. He is. He is, first of all, what position? Ten or twelve? Are you going with there? You, you don't get to pick, mate. He decides. Um, so like one the one one that stands up for me there's is we're in uh so there's this place called Pam Pam's is is like the bar where I don't know if it's still the thing, but in Bristol it's where you used to go on a on a after a game on night out. And we'd always get the, the, the uh like the VIP section as you get as you go in on the right. And uh I remember one time we had there was a there's a woman there who was the, the head bouncer. I can't remember what her name is now. But she she was like one, she loved us. And and she would do like anything for us, which is just like hilarious. But she was also like, you, you'd fear this woman. She was like, put, she wouldn't part with anything. I can't remember. I do remember. Um, and and then uh, basically what had happened was was her name Mrs. This... Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in there, and and Gav sat in the corner, and you know like as you do because he's such a big big star. It'd be, oh, it's, it's horrible. And you'd have like. You know, girls like want to meet Gav, you know, um, and he was just like <laughs> relentless. When he got a few drinks, he just like he was just very. Uh, he was just he just became super Gav and everything that 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 comes with. And uh, this one time, this, this girl was like trying to talk to him, and and he was like he was like, "Now, like I'm having fun with the lads, like leave me be." And then uh, she just wasn't having any of it. And he's looked over, like he's looked up to the door, seeing this, this, this. Uh, about I wish I remember her name, but seeing her, and just like, just like clicked her like this, <laughs> and uh, she's like, didn't take that disrespectfully. She knew the crack, so she's come in, got this girl, and was like, like you need to leave, and she wasn't, she didn't want to leave at all. She was with Super Gap, Why would you want to? Next thing well, she you know, she was. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's like being dragged out of this VIP section by her app, kicking and screaming. And it's just like, 
It was just the most surreal thing because it was like, this is the sort of thing you see on like TV and in movies of like this like ridiculous superstar and like this fandom. And it was like, this is happening in like a seedy little bar in Bristol. So yeah, that, Gav, that's, yeah. that's your film. Mine's a bit more boring than that, but I think he's a big supporter of you guys. I'm like, he's probably going to hate me for this, but same place, Pam Pams. Fucking hell, a lot went down in Pam Pams, didn't it? Jesus. So a few lads went around and it was... Uh, Should get sponsored. Was it? I can't remember if it was Addict Carey or Billy Searle. So I'm going to chuck both of them in there. But I think it was Billy Searle. Not essential, it's Billy Searle. In and around, vodka lemonade the boys are drinking. So DT has a sip. Can't taste any, can't taste any uh, vodka in that. Turns out, asked for, he asked for lemonade when it was his round. <laughs> yeah. DT was not happy. That, yeah, that, that's that's very much. That's drinking Hauser, isn't it? That's just, that's awful. Billy was in the country and, and I remember my first contract was like £400 a month. So. I was going to say, was he on an academy contract or something, the poor bastard? Yeah, but still... I just say, come on, lads! Like, yeah. I'm running next to nothing. Like, I can't do it. But yeah, Billy, I'm so sorry it wasn't you, but I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 rugby housery committee will come up with those entries. I think we got Ben Meehan at nine. We have got Gavin Henson, who is basically unattached to a position anywhere in the back line of his choosing, um, <laughs> and uh, and Billy Searle. Billy Searle, right? Okay. Um, Joe, I believe you have a uh, section now dedicated to yourself where you're going to be asking Jamal two truths and a lie, um, which Rob asked you to prepare beforehand, I believe. Yeah, not a long, but... What are, your, what, are your, what are your two truths and a lie for Jamal? I can't, can't in that order. I can't think. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to come clean then. <laughs> oh, what was it? <laughs> I've got one leg. Two centimetres longer than the other. Okay, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. I was the only person my year in Bristol who played for Bristol Schools football and Bristol Schools rugby. Yeah. And I was named after Joe Joyce, the King of Gypsies. Oh, that's a good one. So, one leg, two centimetres longer than the other. I think you've done them in that order. I've seen the way you run. I've seen the way <laughs> So if you had a leg longer than the other, what's the problem? You're you're a massive football lord, and you probably play goalkeeper. And then Joe Joyce is king of travellers. I have that. Nah, that, yeah, that, that's a good one though. I reckon that's yeah. Good one. Right, I done it in the wrong order. Yes. Right. You've done it in the wrong order, right? <laughs> wrong thing about it either. So I'm sorry if I let you down there. <laughs> No, no, that's all right, mate. That's all right. Um, actually, Sam James has come up with this section as well. Uh, we've got a lot of sections to this podcast, Rob. I think we need to condense this a bit. Um, but the pensive pre-pod poo thought, sponsored by Sam James, who has apparently got does has his best thoughts on the toilet, um, is a question to you both. Uh, and just to give you context, Sam will be supplying his pre pensive pre-pod poo thought every week to guests um and here is this week's question what orange came first the color or the fruit oh i i i remember i think i read orange about this first the color or the fruit what orange 
came first, the colour or the fruit? This is boggling Joe's mind. So, I mean, it's 50-50, but I'm pretty sure... I don't know sure. the answer to this. Yeah, trick questions. Oh. <laughs> trick questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think I think that the, the fruit came first, and then... Um, and then the, the colour was. Uh, is this? Have you? you haven't got an answer for me, have you? We haven't got an answer. No, no. unfortunately not. And then the the colour was just a uh, a byproduct of mixing red and yellow by mistake. There you go. Fall by that quick as well. Yeah, that's a really good answer. I like that. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, yeah. Joe, what's your what's your what's your what what's your thought on that? I, I just out of interest. To, to be honest, like. Well, didn't really have much fault, and then I sort of think this is a <laughs> question because, and then Jamal just explained that so well. I, I think he's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll run with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we know what uh, Sam Sam's next uh, next week question is, or is he going to send that when he's next on the toilet pre pod? Yeah, I think so. I think he did send a couple through though at the same time. He must have been must have been a long poo. He's a strange he's a strange man, isn't he? Um we we'd also like you both to come up with a question for the next guest. Uh and our next guest is actually David Flatman next week, right? Correct. And I reckon I played about a hundred games before anyone knew who I actually was. And then at one time David Flatman said my name as a pundit for at least one person knows who I am. So since then I've been a big fan of the Flatmans. I remember one stage just before that as well. I was listening to what was it, radio and we played against Exeter. And me and Dave Atwood had good games, and they referred to as the two Bristol Locks had the good games. Uh, Dave Atwood and the other one. So the banner and changing was the other one, and I was the other one. Yeah. And I feel like a week later, Flat said my name. I was like, oh, then all of a sudden, I had a few people know my name, which is. Flat started off, so I wasn't nobody anymore. There we go. So there you are, big fan of flats. Is that, is there a question in that for flats or not? Um, why? How did you know who I was before my first hundred games? Maybe that was of me. Nah, obviously don't answer that. Um, well, <laughs> it was just a million one. Yeah, it was that bloke who runs really weird. Let one leg on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Is named after the Gypsy King. No, that's Tyson Fury. Oh, you put me on the spot, yeah? Like, do you know he's he's played for people at Bath? He was Sarri's, wasn't he? He was Sarri, they played a lot of at Bath. But when I listen to his punditry and his social media, I'm pretty sure he's a bigger fan of us than he is of Bath. I agree with that. Yeah. He loves Bristol, doesn't he? Even though, and he's been called out a few times and he's put it to pace yeah. and he's, he's not biased. And all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Just... Why do you love Bristol more than Bath? There you go, there's your question. Right, massive thank you to Joe Joyce and Jamal Ford-Robinson for coming on. Um, let's see if we can get Jamal to do John Cena over the course of this season. Like I did say on that on that podcast, though, that we might be forced to watch hundreds of hours of Gloucester to see if he does it at a scrum or if he, does, uh, or if he scores a try. I'm not sure I'm actually prepared to do that. So um, we're going to have to take his word for it. Hopefully somebody on social media actually picks that one out for us. Um, and also maybe we can get Gavin Henson on the pod, right, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Or even the woman from Pam's, if we can find out her name. Let's do that. Wow. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you 
heard that story from Pam's, and that that woman was you. <laughs> Please get in touch, and I know. Imagine if she's listening. I know. Imagine. I know Gavin Henson. It would be excited to see you again. So thank you, Joe and Jamal. Cheers, cheers. Uh, we will see you next week with a very, very special guest um, called David Flatman. Cheers. <laughs>